Welcome to Stand Up Memories. I'm Peter Bales. This is Jackie the Joke Man Martling. I've never gotten this far before without being interrupted, but we have a terrific... And now people know yeah. what it's like when you don't get inter interrupted. The show sucks so far. Yeah, I got off to a Rob, slow... Rob, we would like to well introduce our guest. We have a terrific... Uh, radio personality and comedy booker knows everything about comedy. I heard he is the king of Buffalo. King of Buffalo, Rob Lederman. Not the animal of town. Right. You, you know, I was for a while. I, I actually, I started doing stand-up comedy. If it wasn't for you and the previous show you were on, Jackie, I probably wouldn't have gotten into radio. But it was at the time when any DJ was a classic rock jock and Stern was coming into the market. He beat the shit out of the guy. And this guy that had the show at the time was the nicest guy and he didn't know how to handle it. And I was touring at the time and they hired me to be the comic. And they were like, can you be the Jackie, the joke man of the show? And I'm like, I, I can't, there's no other, there's Jackie, the joke man. And that's it. I had to do myself. I had to, I had to so they, create they my own thing. You, they brought you onto the radio show as like a sidekick gag man type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in Buffalo we're talking about. Correct. And in, in, uh, so I opened my club in 87 and then I started uh, in 91 at the radio up until maybe two years ago. Now, let me ask you, because we, we started talking a little bit, you know, in the last a month or two, whatever. So so it wasn't your club that had, I guess we have to say, that had the little person MC? Tommy Stratton, Tom Thumb. There, he there literally was a midget, a whoop, a little. Per a I little personally person. think that little person is more demeaning than the word midget, but that's just my opinion. But he literally was the MC of a club in Buffalo, right? That, yeah. So what he would do is he would come out and Peter, you worked for me. Just I so did. you know, you had little round glasses. I did back in the day. Uh, and I, it was, I was it. It was Where? a theater. It was at my, it was either a comics okay. cafe or it was at the Riviera theater where we were doing comedy in a movie. Does that was ring it, a bell? Was Angel Salazar on the show? All the time. I, it might've been Fredonia, but that counts as Buffalo kind of, doesn't it? That, wait a second. Were you at the show in Fredonia? That's still very similar. That was a one-off show. And Angel was in the, uh, the back, the back trunk of a police car. Yes, this is the great. You got to hear this. It's, it's me. It's Angel Salazar. After the show it was a great show, and we went to the to a bar, and a lot of the audience, most of the audience, went to the bar, and right. we right. had a great time drinking and hanging out with the audience. Angel Salazar is still on stage and having a great time, and then I think at two o'clock they closed, and everybody went out on the street. The audience. And Angel, and Angel is still on. He's still performing at two o'clock outside. And he goes out into the middle of the street and he mooned the audience. And it was funny. It was appropriate. He was the comedian. And there were police there. They, and, and right down the end of the block. I was right there. It was so funny. But a red light starts spinning around and a cop comes up and arrests angel salazar for mooning that doesn't happen at every comedy show <laughs> well i think i don't know if this is i don't know if this is now fredonia folklore but the cop didn't ever gave him a ticket the cop 
kind of knew what was going on, knew all the people at the at the show. Like the guy that was the head of the hospital was was drinking with with Angel after the show. And if I remember, the cop put Angel in the trunk of the car as a joke. And when he opened it up, Angel came out naked. <laughs> I don't I'm know not, if that's folklore that or not. That might be a Fredonia folklore. Because I have a memory of uh, coming up with 50 bucks to get Angel out. Uh, you know. And they said, you know, we know he's not coming back. Uh, but that's what he would I have literally, been fined. He would have been fined anyway, 50 bucks. I was called before the board of Michigan State University, and they let me off easy. But I was going to be thrown out of college, spring term of 1967, for mooning on the steps of Cal's house, which was the president of the university's home. And so the mooning stuff just is, it's, 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 People see it as disgusting or they see it as funny. I don't know how you cannot see that as anything but funny. Right? Well, and to know that somebody took that and then when you were in school, you remember when it was called pressing the ham? And right, you well, shove your ass in, against the window and a Up against the window, the right. It's called pressing the, the ham. ham. Oh, yeah, Preston. Yeah, that's, you know, when I was in college, you know, Jesus. Take the children out of the room. <laughs> because by the time uh, of the 70s, when I was in college at Northwestern, it was called streaking, which became no. huge. Streaking. streaking was running with your clothes off. No, with your, yeah, running with your clothes off. It wasn't. But that was when I was in college. Morning. When I was in college in, I think. If maybe 1970 or something like that. That wasn't the mid set. That was early, because I just because I did it. I distinctly remember stripping, and running, in the days so long ago no. that McDonald's in the winter it wasn't a place. It was a still a walk up and buy hamburgers. And in the winter they had like plastic, you know, screens around for the people waiting in line. And I literally ran up and banged on the plastic screen and when all the people waiting for the hamburgers turned around and I was like, ah, you know. When Jackie did it, they didn't call it streaking yet. They called it one lonely guy naked. Oh, who's a pervert. That is that you know that is so true. But it became streaking. <laughs> and I did it, but I did it in a group of fifty and it seemed appropriate and it was it was well there was know. a guy Oh is that the one you got the trophy for littlest? It was a it pin. Was the middle it wasn't of the a trophy. It was a pin. Sake. It was like a collar okay. pin. Now wait, we but, brushed right by Tom Stratton. There really he, was a little person. Yeah. So here's how he would come out. He would come out with a briefcase. I don't know if you remember this, Jack. He would come out with a briefcase. He would put the briefcase on the stool, open up the briefcase, take out a phone book, drop the phone book on the floor, and then stand on the phone book and start performing. <laughs> That's funny. You know, we had a group of people. A couple of weeks ago, all guys from uh, like 1980, but in the comic strip and a whole bunch of people. But Joey Novick told Absolutely. a story that I didn't remember. He said that me and him and William Hornell were going up to Buffalo. And he told us his opening line. And me and William, just breaking his balls, said, you can't say that. That's Harry Smith's joke or something like that. So Joey's all bent out of shape and he's freaking out. And then we're in the green room, and I guess I had worked the club before, and I said to him, Joey, I'll tell you what, 
if a midget walks through that door, you can do the joke. And then the guy came through the door and Joey's head exploded. Now, I don't remember that story, <laughs> but he was a brand new guy. And it, it, that's all I can remember at the show is there was a little person MC. That's the only time that's ever happened. But he was a good MC. It sounds like he was, he was a, a great MC. And he actually ended up becoming a decent cartoonist who had some cartoons in the Buffalo News. But he passed, you know, probably 15, 20 years ago. Wow. That, you know. But that's funny that you remember pictures. That. Do, do well, people have pictures? Certain... What was that? Do, do people have pictures from those days? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but, but it's funny because you were saying to me, when we were talking before this, I was like going through all the names of the people that used to come to my club that were like, do you remember Jeff Weinschmutz? I remember the name Weinschmutz. Somebody introduced me to you, Jackie, when you were doing uh, jokes out of, were you doing uh, like recordings out of your garage or your attic? Yeah, and I, I had a dial a joke that played all, and Rick Dees had it on his show, which was syndicated. So a lot of people heard that long before they heard of me. Well, somewhere I have a mug. Like you had coffee mugs. 922 wine. Yep. Uh, item. They're worth like three bucks. Well, if I get you to <laughs> Buffalo and you sign it, I'll get two, right? Now, as a booker, what do you look look for in a comedian? I mean, what is a what is a comedian who does well for you, and what don't you like as a booker? I mean, uh, who, who... Uh, it's so tough. It's become it's become. Here's where I'm going to sound like an, a bitter old man. The days of, the, of what I used to look for are gone. So, you know, the I've got this special. I've been on The Tonight Show. I've been on the, It means nothing anymore. It's this guy's got 200,000 followers. Yep. He's been doing it for six years. And he yep. comes into the club and he sucks. But Doesn't he sells get one out. Laugh. You know, people have 7 million followers on Twitter. And they get booked. And then they, like, I've had club owners yell at me like, what is it with these guys with all these followers? And they have a special on Amazon. And they're not funny. Don't. Don't ask me. I'm not the one that books them. But we how do you a, judge? You know, you, you gotta. You know what I do is I when I get one of these, these like these uh, the, the, a YouTuber or somebody that says, you know, I'm a stand up comic and I don't I go and I look where they were at the, the the week before they contacted me, and then I contact that club or theater and say, tell me about it. Like we had a guy that we we're ready to book. He would have sold out like this. Nobody knew who he was. I never heard of him. I went to a couple videos. It was stupid, very amateur. But he sold out a theater of 800 seats the night before. And I called the, the, the theater and I'm like, so can you tell me about how the show was? And he goes, it was all right, but he only performed for like 25 minutes. And I go, you're kidding me. He goes, no, he said that's all he had, but nobody seemed to care. They were all happy with it. And he was selling That's what dirt. I was going to say. Sometimes I've seen these influencers do bad shows because they're not acts, but the audience still leaves happy like this as we wanted to see him. Because they saw, saw the saw famous him. guy that they knew. For, it's the same old, you know, but what basically it, it's got to go back to, if you want to work my club, send me a tape. You know, let me right. see you make people laugh for 10 minutes. You know, or I, I get too. I'm, I'm way too scared now 
to bring in anybody uh, that I haven't. I don't bring in anybody new anymore, really, to headline because it's too much of a risk. You know, I mean, I sadly, I don't do open mics anymore. I we used to have open mic night. I don't do open mic nights anymore because I couldn't handle seeing people out going, no matter how many times you told them it's open mic night, they'd come up to me at the grocery store. Oh, we were at your club on Thursday night. Oh, how was it? And the first 10 guys sucked. And and now I'm like, going, oh, this is not the word I want around the streets. So right, I got right, rid of right. it. And I'm only going by off of off what people say, other comics. Hey, use this guy. Other than that, it's just, okay, it's just I different. Got, I have a little surprise for you. It's actually silly. And it's not really that much for real, but we have an auditioner. <laughs> right now. And our crew, which you know by now, we refer to as Yes, the, you. The, the, Are you going to tell me, crew, Michael? We were, no, we refer to our crew as the I wonder what this button does, crew. Okay. <laughs> and one of our I'm crew on members, that. I figured that out the first half hour, Jackie. <laughs> the, the first half hour we were waiting. Well, one of the members of the crew, I got word today that he wants to tell me a joke. And I thought, what better thing to do than have him tell the joke to a club owner so you can give your honest assessment? And it's absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely, That's how we feel. It's absolutely unfair because he's not prepared for this. He just wanted to innocently tell me a joke. But being the dick that I am, we would like to introduce 1D. That this comic's go name, he goes by the name 1D. 1D? Because his name is Freddie, but he only has 1D in his name. Right. So he calls himself 1D. And uh, we have a microphone here. And is he, oh, he going to come around and Can front? he stand right behind us? Freddie, why don't you come on? Freddie. 1D. 1D, ladies and gentlemen. And this is an audition for a genuine Big Burke uh, Give him a booker. microphone. No, it's hard. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Here's the first thing, just so you know, before he even tells the joke. He's going to tell us a joke, right? All right, but before he tells the joke, I just want to let him, let him know, as a booker, the first thing I look for is if he's got a cute nickname. There, one day that's it. That's half the battle. That's you know right. that you know that, that there's nothing better than one D. Maybe the legendary wit. After that, one D wins. Right. 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 Okay. Now, how do we? How do we give him? No, I got it. I got it. He's got it. Can you hear me? Right. I I can hear you. I'm looking. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward on. to it. Don't be nervous. Okay. I'm not nervous. Don't be I'm nervous not. because no. you know you are one D. Yeah. So, and if we, and if we bring Jackie into the, the the place, he definitely needs an opener. So let's see. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so Bales can't handle it. To <laughs> to preface, I want to say I'm not a comedian. So uh, yeah. Um. Also, I heard this joke online. So yeah. Um. Hopefully. So I far, you're selling it. it very well. Hopefully, I remember it. I don't. Okay. Okay. There's a man that loves trains. So one day he stole a train and he killed 100 people. Later on, he was sentenced to death by the judge. And and when he went to the electric chair, they asked him, what do you want to eat for your last meal? He says, I just want a banana by itself, by itself, nothing else. Um. <laughs> I'm always well. There's gotta be more one. Do you know the joke? 
Not so far. I don't okay, think all right. you do either. So you want to know what Burnett. sucks? Is the, you want to know what sucks? Is the way the comedy is now. This motherfucker probably has merch that says "um" on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am intrigued. I do. I do want to hear the end of the joke. So he eats a banana and he goes to an electric chair. The officers pull the lever and he survives. They're all like baffled and say, "Why? Why is he alive?" And they go, and the lawyers go back to the judge and say, technically, he served his sentence because they, you know, pulled an electric chair. He gets out, he steals another train. This time he kills 500 people. And the same thing happens again. They say, what do you want to eat? And he says, a banana by itself, nothing else. And he goes, same thing, electric chair, and he survives. And uh, he does the same thing again. He kills a thousand people this time. And he goes back to the chair and the warden asks, who the hell is giving this guy bananas? And no, 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 no. The warden gives him. <laughs> this can't be real. The warden gives him steak and eggs. And then they pull the lever and he survives. And the warden says, who's giving this guy bananas? And the officer says, no, he's just a bad conductor. <laughs> All right, listen. Let me let you know at, how many sharp Rob's objects I have around me. Is it Rob's Playhouse? What? Not anymore. Not, Not after, after that. that. <laughs> Good job, 1D. You're on your way. 1D, <laughs> you do, you you're double D now. <laughs> that was that was just fun for the crew because that they was... did such a crap job of getting this going that I thought they should be rewarded. <laughs> well, I'm fixing my mic. And I think that keeping that level of that crap level worked perfect. <laughs> so well, he didn't, his hands didn't some shake. Some people in the back are saying they didn't even understand the joke. Conduct, the key word is conductor, I think. Yeah, all right. We're moving on from 1D. Okay. So did you Talk say that, that Otto and George worked up at your place a lot? All the time. In fact, his first two CDs were taped at my club. Wow. And there's a great, I'll tell you, there's a great story, not a great story, but it's a story that'll take up a little more time than that banana joke. Um, <laughs> uh, we're interviewing at the, on the radio, we're interviewing David Copperfield. If you heard, you've heard the Otto Copperfield story, right? No, no. We, uh, so all right, we're interviewing Copperfield and he goes, uh, Rob Lederman. He goes, why do I know the name Rob Lederman? And I go, well, I don't know, comedy club, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, hold on. And he runs away and he gets a CD and he plays it. And it's the very beginning of the CD. And you hear Otto go, Rob Lederman, ladies and gentlemen, how about a hand for Rob Lederman? And David Copperfield was like, I'm the biggest Otto and George fan. I never knew. Wow. So, oh, it's too bad he's not with us because Otto tells the story so well. So he gets hired to work. David Copperfield's birthday party. And I asked Copperfield about this and it's, and it was absolutely true. So he gets hired to work his birthday party. Otto shows up at David Copperfield's birthday party. The only people in the room are David Copperfield and Claudia Schiffer. They're at a dining room I gotta table. I got to stop you because we have people watching people that don't know Otto and George was an amazing act. Otto was the, was the comic. And his puppet was a ventriloquist dummy named George. And they were so 
outrageous and outlandish and filthy. And I'm sorry, I just need to say that. Oh, so people... I mean, the dude would close his show by go doing an impression of JFK and then the half of the dummy's head would flop. I, I, yes. I still can't get over that. So he's talking to... So, so he has to put his foot on a dining room table and put the, the dummy on his knee and do his act. And we all know, I mean, you know, his act is, is and it's just David Copperfield and Claudia Schiffer sitting at the dining room table for his birthday party. And that's oh, all he wanted, Otto. I'm sure he paid him a fortune. I'm sure. You know, yeah, I Otto found and I were, Otto, Otto and I were, uh, I got started with all those guys, like John Fox and Otto and. Uh, but you know what's strange to me is Buffalo's a long ways away and Otto had trouble getting it together just to get to Levittown or get to New Jersey. How was he managing to get the on the plane and get to Buffalo or was he driving? He always had, Lampanelli used to drive him, would, would open for him sometimes. Uh, uh, Chip Scooney? Chip Scooney. Chip Scooney, yeah. Don. Don Ippolita, yeah. right. With the mat, with the, with the, the, with the, with the magic. He takes the, the, right. Just, and they would oh. drive him and kind of babysit him. Priceless. But he That's would stay at my house. But Otto would come and stay at my house. So I, I we, we, you know, I, once he got there, you know, I just babysat him, but as best you could. Right now, yeah, we're all we are almost out of time. Okay. Do we want to touch on the story about the radio, or is that a hands-off deal? No, it's up to you. Doesn't. I I personally do not find that story. I don't find it offensive, and I guess it is, but I'm not sure why. But just I I don't know how well Peter just explain to Peter. What got you fired from the radio? Sure. So, so you've done you've done stand up and you've made the transition to radio, right? Thirty some odd years. Yeah. So I started doing stand up in '84. Opened my club in '87. Started doing radio in '91. Up until maybe two years ago. So uh, uh, during COVID, we all had our headphones on and everybody was at their own homes. And so when we were playing a song, you could hear what the person was doing at home and it would be really loud in your headphones. So, uh, hold on. So this incident didn't take place 30 years ago. This took place in the last couple of years. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, okay. Was, it was something that, uh, I had no idea. It was right at the, at the time when all there was all this sensitivity and the comedy was changing. And I was still in the world of when I was a kid going to buy joke books that had, you know, best Polish jokes, best Jewish jokes. So, right, so right. I, I, you know, so uh, the one guy, every time we would play a song, he would make rye toast and it was really, really crunchy and, and dark. And so I said to our boss in our meetings, cause it was super corporate. I go, uh, we hear this guy crunching and it's so loud. It would be funny if the audience heard what we're hearing at home when, you know, when they're, okay, great idea. Let's do it. So he's got a stack of toast like this. We're playing a Doobie Brothers song, whatever. And during it, you can hear him. <laughs> at the end, stupidly, I said to him, uh, did you learn your lesson? You have your toaster set at Serena, you need to bring it back to Halle Berry. 
uh, not even thinking that, you know, the next day, I mean, after the meeting, our boss was like, great show, put it up on the podcast. Nobody thought anything. Then a guy that was that did not listen to us, who was like 23 years old, started this sending that audio to Halle Berry. Uh, Halle Berry then calls me out by name. And the next day I got, I mean, I'm, I'm a nobody. You know, I mean, I'm in Buffalo and I got entertainment tonight at my house. I, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I got fired the next day. Five people got fired. The I, whole morning show, 30 that years. Is, gone. That escapes me. That's like saying, Hey, look, Halle Berry is more light skinned than uh, Michael Jackson. Well, before, you know, like, I just don't see the, it's the foul, the, the horrible, you weren't being uh, demeaning in any way. It's corporate fear is really what it is. It's the, you know, it was right off of COVID. So there was no money coming in from concerts, no money coming in from bowling alleys, no money coming in from movies or restaurants or any of that where the classic rock station made its living. So all of a sudden now they can fire five people, save a shitload of money. Ah, the bottom line. You know, I mean, and, and, uh, I didn't even get a chance to go on the air and apologize. I just, it just exploded. Did you, did you want to apologize? Would it have been a sincere apology? Because um, it's as, how would a person of color hear that joke differently than, than we would certainly, right? Absolutely, yeah. But uh, it wasn't even a joke. It was just kind of like a comment. You know, it's gonna be interesting because when this, when this show runs, I'm sure we'll get some comments and I'll be interested to see what people think because, you know, it's one thing if, if the blatant racism or sexism or, or, you know, uh, you know, you could tell a Jewish joke and you could tell a Jewish joke. You know what I mean? It, it could be real offensive or you can just be talking with an accent like, like an old Jewish guy. And at some point there's gotta be, it's not just, Oh, you know, there's got to be gray area. And I think that's in such a, not to make it's a bad up, joke, but the light side us. of the gray area. It's not up to us, though, really. No, it's, okay. It's well, no, we and, will and, find and, out. And, and, and truthfully, if, 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 if Peter, I would have liked to apologize because um, I... Because you didn't mean anything. I, I, I Yeah, it was one of a, of a trillion jokes I did over 30 years that I probably, you know... It was, I was ignorant to the power of social media. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't, you know, I, 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 you know, Jackie, you know, when you're in radio, you, you, there are times where you screw up and you get a chance to talk about it and it becomes great radio. Right. And talk about by it. and you revisit it and you try and undo it, you know. And, uh, it just, I think everybody just got scared. I mean, I got, uh, I got a phone call from the guy that hosts our NBC News here, who I'm friends with. And he goes, "What's going on?" I go, "I, I don't know. Shit's hitting the fan." But, and he goes, "Well, we're leaving at the five o'clock news that you're fired." I'm like, "You're kidding me!" Jeez. And then they fired me at like seven o'clock. You found out? Yeah. All right, listen. We are not going to leave off because uh, this. Show you know what? Is we need to elevate. This. We're not going to leave off on this. So can I? We can would I, like. Uh... Well, go ahead. I, I want to. I, I. I. Yeah. I don't want to end this like this because then it, it leaves a bit so I, can we end it with 
I want to just tell a quick joke. There's this guy that is in an electric chair. And <laughs> you know, and you'll get to it quicker. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get us all in trouble. Did you hear about the, the Polish guy in oh, the electric man. chair? They said, uh, do you have any last wish? And he says, yeah. Could you please do something to scare me? I got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't laugh. I listen. That's uh, a great joke. I'll I want to come up and that. work. I want to come up and work for you. And now, unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to have to bring bales. Maybe we'll drive up there <laughs> and make it a road trip. And we'll work Rob's Playhouse. And we'll have a wonderful time. I we'll tell auto stories. And uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Sorry oh about the God, hiccups I in the beginning. And uh, it was great. It was great to see you in person. Nice to and, see you, too. Uh, it was good to see you again, even though it's been probably 30 years. Wow. All and right. it was a long time ago that I was there at the mooning episode. That is now Fredonia lore. I'll get right. the truth out of him. All right. <laughs> All right, Jackie, I'll be in touch. We'll get a date together. And uh, and uh, I, I certainly hope that uh, that this thing takes off and we all become rich. Great. All right. That's a great dream. Thank Rob. you, Rob. We appreciate you. Later man. All right, Thank guys. you so much, man. All right, Peter. Bye-bye. It was good to see you. Bye-bye. That was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday with me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment. We'll, we're going to we'll get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're going to get back to you. We will respond to your comment. Standupmemories.com, if you go there, it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything. Every Wednesday. Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.